Everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey that they're on and that they're going through. Um, and sometimes they just need to be encouraged to keep moving forward. Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so pleased to have with me today, Rihanna Campbell, who is a business coach and really understands all of that going through the roller coaster and still figuring out how to make that part of transformation. So thank you so much for joining me today, Rihanna. Yeah, thanks for having me, Donalyn. Yeah, yeah. I'm one of the reasons I was so uh, happy to have you here is that I know that you've been through ringers in your life, you know, but that you have found this way to move forward to to create growth from that. And I'd love it if you could talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So just to give you a little bit of background about the ringers that I went through, I was in a kind of toxic business partnership for a business that I had grown from the ground up. And we had to part ways. And me selling my shares of that business was devastating for me. And it took a toll on me. And I really had a hard time figuring out my identity once that business was kind of removed out of my life. And I, for a really long time, associated who I was as a person with what I did as a career. And so I had to go through a real process of discovering who I was and what my gifts were and really start trying to figure out what my purpose was and what I wanted to do with my life. So that's a quick gist of my journey through all the challenging times up until about now. Mm, I think that's so great that you mentioned about identity loss, because I think that is such a common theme that I hear where we attach ourselves to certain ways of thinking about ourselves. And those things are really important and they give our lives meaning and purpose. And then when we're detached from them, we have to find new meaning, new purpose. Yeah, that's exactly true. We're very much about labels, you know, whether we are a mother or a wife or a business partner, once something changes and you are not that anymore, what does that mean for who you thought you were and how you identified yourself? Even something as simple as you know meeting someone in public and shaking their hand, the first thing they usually ask you is, what do you do? So there's some identification that's required for you to give that person. And I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I had a hard time figuring out, okay, what's my label now? Like, who am I supposed to be? And how should I identify myself to strangers? I didn't know what I should do and what I should say. So I had to write a new story. I had to create a new story for myself so that I felt very secure in who I was as a person. That's really great. I was thinking as you were talking about that, about how we have so much fear about loss and loss of ourselves and loss of identity and all of that. But there's also this incredible freedom in it that uh, it's not real popular to talk about it, right? Because uh, it, it is difficult, right? And so we don't want to diminish those feelings, but at the same time, diminishing those feelings a little bit and sort of shifting the focus 
to the parts that are serving us make it so much faster, right? So I would love to just kind of explore that, like what happens when you decide that you're not gonna focus on the fear anymore, the, the worry, the stress, the who am I's, and go like, hmm, who am I? This is, I could be anyone. <laughs> this is interesting. <laughs> I, I completely agree. There was a time period at which I was making the decision to leave my partnership that felt very heavy. It felt very stressful. And then once I had made the decision, and then the aftermath of decision was very challenging to go through. It was a roller coaster of emotions. But shortly after that, I felt like a weight had lifted from me. There was a point in the decision making where I thought that I should have made this decision years ago. <laughs> There's, you know, I think that sometimes we hold on to things and cling to it because we identify with that thing as being part of us. And once I realized I took a step in the right direction, the weight of the responsibility had dissipated and then the possibilities opened up. And I realized that, you know, the story I can craft and create for myself could be anything I wanted it to be. I could write whatever story I wanted and I can tell that story to anyone. And the possibilities of that and the impact of that endless possibility was so empowering and exciting. So yeah, so I definitely felt that my joy factor <laughs> kind of increasing as I realized that I could kind of be whoever I wanted to be. That's a really great thing to sort of reveal to yourself. Uh, I love the way you're talking about writing your story. And I think in business, we talk a lot about that kind of thing. But in regular life, a lot of times people associate the word story with being somehow not authentic. There's something like put on about it. And I'd love to, to sort of flesh out with you the relationship between the real authenticity in that, the realness and the new story. Yeah, so a part of what I felt through the process of going through this journey was I felt like a victim. I felt victimized to some extent. I felt reduced. I felt like I had to shrink down in order to survive. I kind of encapsulated myself in a small bubble to keep myself safe. And when I was finally able to burst free from that, I had to rebuild a little at a time. It took me a while to rebuild my self-confidence and who I was as a person, really identifying parts of myself. And that journey was super challenging and, and sometimes disheartening. I went through a lot of therapy. I you know, spoke to therapists about some of the challenges that I went through and they helped me to identify things that I really needed to unearth and unpack. And that part of it is very emotional. But then when I look back and I tell my journey to others, there are parts of it that I highlight and then there are parts that I uh, don't necessarily want to share. But at the end of the day, I think what empowered me was, why am I telling this story? And, and why is it important for me to share this with others? And part of it was because I wanted other people to feel like there is opportunity outside of what feels like a very terrible circumstance or terrible situation that you may or may not have any control over. 
And the opportunity for that is kind of a relief, you know, work, working towards something that can be better, despite how challenging getting there is. And so if I want to tell a powerful story and uplift people and uh, motivate people, then I needed to really take my story of feeling victimized to feeling more empowered and feeling like I can do much more when the chains are kind of stripped away, when you know, the things that have been challenging are now taken away. And that's really, I think, where that kind of telling of the story comes from. It's telling points on my journey that are going to help uplift people, I think is important. Yeah, I feel like there's something in that about also talking to ourselves and how we talk to ourselves, right? There's this thing where we tell the stories that we tell, ourselves all the time and we tell them over and over and over again and then we get in a cocktail party or a family gathering or whatever it is and we tell that same story over and over and over again and so that thing that you said about asking myself why am i telling this story and and i think even how does it serve me to tell this story is a really important piece of how do we become actually joyous again? How do we find our way to something peaceful? Yes, but accepting, of course, but even to the next level of really pleasant and into content and satisfied and all the way to joyous. And I think that that serving yourself on that journey is a is a part of that um and of course you've taken it a step further into serving others with that story which is incredible yeah that's exactly right originally i was challenged to speak and teach others in you know on the business side of things but i realized that people connect with others when they share more personal details about who they are and, and what they've been through. And that relation to someone that you hear speaking is more powerful than the message that you actually want to teach. And so, you know, there's a lot of trust that is built when you have more details about who you are as a person in your presentation. So I you know, started trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to tell people, because obviously this is private and you want to keep your private life somewhat private. So I had to pick and choose what details I, I told and shared, but kind of scaling the, the pieces of it that were essential to my journey and really showing that no matter how challenging things are at the beginning and through the process, that there is opportunity for things to get better and improve over time. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a journey that they're on and that they're going through. Um, and sometimes they just need to be encouraged to keep moving forward. So that's how I've been really relating to people on a personal level. There's this piece that we have talked about and that I want to bring in here about finding a way to disconnect, to kind of cut the cords from our past. A lot of times people try to find a way to just feel better, just feel better, and not to actually deal with the things that they're feeling and the ways that they're framing themselves. And when you talked about having gone to therapy, having waded through your perspective and your thought process and your emotions, 
and decided how to and had help figuring all that out, how to move forward from there. There's still this next piece that is about that disconnection, that cutting the cords. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah. So one of the first things I did in 2019, this was a year after I had sold my business in 2019 and then most of 2020, I went through a journey of really trying to figure out who I was. I disconnected from this identity that I thought I was and now had to figure out who I was, the essence of who I was. And so I did all types of things. Like I I took a Myers-Briggs test, you know, they tell you, you know, exactly kind of who you are fundamentally, how you think and things like that. Those type of personality tests are, are kind of fun. But what changed for me and, you know, again, like I had coaches and different people talking to me, helping me, guiding me. I had personal trainers, you know, that I was working with who became somewhat therapists. What really made a difference for me was I took a course called uh, Lifebook, which I encourage anyone to take. It's It was really pivotal in, in my journey of self-discovery. And one of the things that they do is, you know, break down your life into different aspects. So, you know, it's your financial life, your love relationships, your parenting, your money. And so there's like 12 different categories of which you have to kind of dig deep and discover what you want in those categories. What what is it that you're aiming for? What is your goal? But before you figure out your goal, you kind of have to unearth your belief system around that goal. And what really shook me is I started realizing that my belief system and the things that I believe to be true wholeheartedly was stopping me from having the things that I wanted or moving the direction that I wanted. And even to the point where I I didn't even want things because of my belief system. I didn't believe that I could have something great because of what I thought deep inside. And so I had to disrupt that belief system and really weigh through some of the challenges that I was facing in order to actually want to dream and hope and, and, and want something bigger for myself or better for myself. And that disruption really made me figure out, okay, I need help doing that work, you know, and talking to a therapist. I even did like, you know, some hypnotherapy, really just trying to figure out what is it that's really blocking me from moving forward with my life and really wanting to have things that are nice and wanting to dream. And what events have taken me to a point where I was made to give up and not have hope anymore? And that part of the journey was very challenging and still is. I mean, you know, we're like an onion. We just peel back layers and layers of pain and trauma um, in our lives. And some of it goes back to our childhood and, you know, how we were raised as kids and what we were told we couldn't have. And I had to peel away a lot of layers to even begin to want something for myself. It was challenging, but it was also powerful. And once I realized that I could actually have things and want things that were bigger and better than what I had thought I could have, I started realizing that it was working, that you know all of the pain that I had gone through and the things that I had done was kind of coming out and, and being unearthed so that I can actually have something for myself. Yeah, I find that a lot of my clients 
find that they reach for the same thing over and over again. And this process that you're talking about really allows you to reach for a new thing, to find true transformation, as opposed to going like, well, I used to have this thing and it was really good. So, and then it was really bad and now I'm really hurt. And so now I'm going to get something that's like that, but better. And like that, but better doesn't happen usually. So then there's this, this cycle that you can get into. So that really working with yourself on that belief system is really a big deal. And it's a great role for a coach, as you as you said. I also really like that you brought up this question of truth. <laughs> so truth is uh, tricky, <laughs> right? Because there are a lot of things that are true that really just don't serve us to think about, to believe, to look at through that lens and being willing to sort of turn the kaleidoscope on our viewpoint often means that we have to get a little bit looser relationship with truth and find out, as you said, that these things may be true, but they don't serve me. So maybe there's another truth that I need to tap into. So that was very cool that you brought that up. Yeah. You know, I had a a boss long time ago and one of the things that she used to practice was saying, how is it true about me? I, I think sometimes we point the finger at others and say, that person is this and that person does this thing. Instead of pointing it back at ourselves and saying, how is it true that I am doing that? How is it true that I am behaving in that way? And that's something I, I try to practice as well. You know, in the journey of kind of unearthing the truth, there's a lot that you have to catch yourself doing sometimes out of habit and recognizing that there are things that you identify in other people that you like and dislike. And sometimes that is how you feel about yourself. And so by pointing the finger back at yourself and saying, how is it true that I am acting in that way? How is it true that I am being unkind? Or how is it true that, you know, that I am a wonderful person or I am a good communicator or I am a good salesperson? Or how is it true that I am not being thoughtful and not spending time with people I care about? So, you know, there's positive and negatives, but it's really trying to identify and unearth some truth that exists in yourself. So, Let's go to the next piece of the transformation puzzle. So you've we've gone through the difficulty and we've really faced ourselves. And, you know, it's funny that you're talking about this because I feel like this has been the process of my last little while. So, uh, so vivid for me, right? It's not, oh, years ago, right? <laughs> it's like right now I'm doing it. Um, and that really facing yourself and choosing who you want to be. And then allowing that choice, that desire, that dream to reshape our belief systems and to be the guiding um, light for what we're going to be able to, to bring in to this next section of your life. So then how are we bringing it in? What was interesting, I know this is a story about me, but I, I did notice during the last couple of years, a lot of people have had time, which is something that was a rare commodity before. And time is sometimes essential to the self-discovery process. Sitting in silence, sometimes being alone, you start to understand yourself better. 
And that's exactly what I did. I, I understood myself a little bit better. I understood what I liked and what I didn't like. Well, I understand now what I want for myself. And I understood, I think, ultimately what kind of the essential parts of my gift is. You know, like what things do I do better than anyone else? What things can I see that other people don't see? And once I identified my gift, I had to figure out how to deploy my gift. And for me, it, it, it's all about business. I, I see business almost like a mechanic looks at a car engine. Like I can see all the components of how it works and how it runs. And I can identify when it's not running well and the things that is not functioning well. And so now that I've been able to identify that gift, it's now how do I deploy that gift? And the first thing I started with was I started a uh, kind of ladies mastermind group in, in 2020 of women who decided, okay, either they were let go of their jobs or they realized that COVID was the perfect transition into self-employment. And I tried to help them to really build the foundation for an at-home business. And whether it was a coaching business, I worked with a couple of, uh, of birthing doulas. I had you know, a number of people just doing a number of different things. And they realized that this is an opportunity that they're not going to have again. And so they wanted to take advantage of that opportunity and really build a possible, hopefully <laughs> profitable business that they could run from home. So that was me kind of playing with my gift and trying to figure out how I can use it to help other people. And it felt so good to positively affect other people's lives. And that fulfillment excited me and made me realize that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to impact people's lives. I wanted to help small businesses grow and I wanted them to grow and thrive beyond what was for the last couple of years a very challenging time for them. And so that identification and wanting to really figure out, okay, what does this mean now that I've identified this and how am I going to use it? And for me, you know, I'm, I've always been very philanthropic. I wanted to give and how I was giving and the, the way that I was giving and who I was giving to was really important for me to really discover. So I've been on the journey of really trying to figure out what I was going to do with all the things that I was now able to identify and unearth. That is so great. You touched on so many things in that description. And uh, I feel like it's worth mentioning that that piece at the beginning where you talked about getting quiet, being able to hear your own thoughts, and then being able to hear the silence of the universe and sort of be in the unknown, right? In the space of uh, not having to be anything for a little while is such an important point for people and for, for me, certainly, and, and as you talked about it. So then you found purpose. Then you found like the who you are and who you want to be and you found purpose. So how does joy play into that? What, what role does it play or does it in the process and in the outcome? So I have realized that I have to be very in tune with my feelings because they guide me in the right direction. And one of the problems before in my last partnership and in, in business was I wasn't paying attention to my feelings. I was very much 
gung-ho. I had goals and I had to accomplish those goals. And no matter what, I was moving forward regardless of whether or not it was for me or not. And so in kind of checking in with myself during that time period, during COVID especially, I realized that my feelings helped me to identify the things that I like and the things that I don't like. So as I'm really trying to discover who I am and, and, and my purpose, feelings can help me navigate almost like a compass. So if it's something that brings me joy and happiness and fulfillment and excitement, then that's the direction that I want to go. If it's something that just makes me feel really bad or um, uneasy or uncomfortable, then it's something that I probably shouldn't do. Now, having said that, there's also fear, which you have to keep in mind is not the same thing as discomfort. And fear can block you from doing the things that do excite you. So I had to battle through the things that I was fearful of because that discomfort in that fear made me not want to really go for the things that excited me and made me happy. So I've had to kind of go through the challenges of that as well. One of which was speaking. You know, I started speaking last year, early last year, and had my first big event in April and was on a main stage. And I had never really spoken on stages before or in front of people before. I was always very shy, very introverted. And speaking was something I was very fearful of, but I realized that I had to get past it in order to get the thing that I wanted. So I had to train myself and I had to do different activities that put me in front of the public and get really comfortable with being uncomfortable so that I can get past it. And then what I learned on the other side of that was I actually am a really great speaker. <laughs> and it was something that I forgot that I used to do as a child and, you know, in, in school, you used to have like communications class and do like presentations and things like that. And I forgot that I was really great. I was awesome at giving presentations back then, but I never really used it as a skill during my career. And what I thought was a hindrance actually became an opportunity for me to identify a gift that I had. And so there's so much about the feelings that I had and, and being on stage is so exciting. I mean, there's so much energy that you get from the excitement of being up on stage and talking to people. And so just following the, that guiding post of my feelings has really helped me to understand what direction I'm supposed to be going with my life. That is such a great explanation of that. Thank you. You're talking about two types of feelings, right? One type of feeling really is a guiding feeling of, is this something that I want to move toward or something that I want to move away from? And a lot of times that's the only way people interpret their feelings and they say, okay, well, I don't like it. So I'm going to just go the other way. But then there's this extra step of asking yourself, is this feeling present, this negative feeling present because I am having a viewpoint on that topic that that doesn't serve me and in reality isn't necessarily true right because we talked about how truth is can be we can have multiple truths right um but doesn't have to be true for me sometimes we look at it and go like well i don't know how to memorize things i can't do that that's not for me right whereas there may be other ways or maybe you just don't know it yet or 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 
right? But it's all about the am I viewing myself? How am I viewing myself in that picture? And am I viewing myself as that picture of power that I really am, that I have access to? And that goes back to the silence. Silence is definitely a practice that I started doing every day. What I realized was you don't have to wait for a big opportunity like COVID to sit in silence and really get in tune with yourself. Now it's something that I have to do every day in order to stay in line with kind of my higher self. Like how do I stay in tuned and connected to my purpose and the things that I want to do? Well, I have to check in (laughs) every so often. So at least once a day, I have to just be silent and just hear my thoughts and the direction that my thoughts are going. And I'm a fan of journaling. I love to journal. Um, So writing my thoughts down so they can get out of my head and seeing what I'm really thinking and get down to the nitty gritty of it. I'm a strong believer that the answers are all inside of us. We already know the answers to a lot of our questions. But if we don't give ourselves the time and space to hear what those answers are, then we're never going to solve our problems. So sitting in silence and really being in tuned with yourself, I think, is really important. So, yeah, just like you said. That's really great to hear about because I think there's so many applications for silence, right? Some people tap into the like, I'm going to have long periods of meditation, right? I'm going to meditate for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, twice a day, whatever it is, right? And other people take an approach where there are shorter periods, but more often. And of course, then there's some people who just like silence and like the sort of tapped in feeling and we're doing all of it. There are so many ways to access it, but the doing seems far less important than the outcome of that doing. What I mean by that is there are a lot of ways to sit in silence, right? We have yogic practices and we have mindfulness practices and we have all these different ways and they're all reaching for one thing. And that is that silence. So that's really great to hear that you were able to sort of bring that into your daily living. Yeah, mine is a long, hot shower. (laughs) For whatever reason, I feel like I'm always masterminding in the shower. Like I have my most brilliant ideas in the shower. So I'm like, hmm, something there. I think I'm tapped in on a deeper level when I'm taking a shower. So maybe I'm just going to use that time to really be in silence and think through everything. So yeah, that's my my evil scheming (laughs) going on in the shower. (laughs) That would be far more convenient than the 2 a.m. that I have. (laughs) I do. I wake up often in the middle of the night where I can kind of, it's a receiving mode for me, right? So a lot of times my silence and my receiving are in different time periods where I can just be. And then when I'm, I guess, completely open, right? Uh, In it comes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So good. It's so good. Well, it has been really amazing to have this conversation with you. And I'm really pleased to get to really flesh out how do you do this and be in the world, right? Because a lot of times people just withdraw from the world and you clearly did not do that. Even though there was a period of withdrawal that it doesn't have to take forever to do that. And then to get to a place where things really skyrocket, from there. And that that's all based on belief. There's just, there've been so many beautiful nuggets that you have given us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. 
Is there anything special that you would like to let people know is going on? Of course, we will have all of the links and everything on all the platforms, but is there anything special that you'd like to let us know that's going on right now for you? Yeah. So I feel like what I'm being called to share right now is, you know, COVID was a very challenging time for people. I know that it was also an opportunity for people to really identify ways in which they can do things that they feel like they're being called for. I know that, you know, the opportunity of being in silence and slowing down to a different pace has given people a real chance to think about some of the goals that they may have had that they set to the side because of all sorts of reasons, their jobs, their families, or what have you. And now they feel it a lot more strong coming in, that they're more in tune with some of those feelings of wanting to do things that they may not have done before. And if those things are, you know, around you starting a business, or whether it's out of your home or something maybe even bigger, then, you know, please reach out to me. I want to give you as much guidance as possible to allow you to fulfill the dreams that you have and the things that you want to be able to do. And so, you know, contact me and I will give you as much guidance as I can. Thank you so much. 